0: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs Podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clinton. Daniel and I are going to be your tour guides through this uh, ludicrous nonsense that we call UGA Sports Podcasting for the next oh, 30 minutes or so. So, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Please keep uh, your
1: hands and arms inside the podcast at all times. Um, at all
0: times. You get that out. That line's going to eat you. Like, I, yeah. I can't warn you enough, okay? You're going right. to die.
1: Don't go into the marsh. Uh, Stay out of the marsh
0: um, whatever you do i don't even know what a marsh is is that mm-hmm. different than a swamp of some kind
1: um it's from um uh, that monster mansion ride at Six Flags over Georgia Clint, surprised you don't know surprised you don't know about I, it
0: <laughs> well
1: <laughs> uh, why
0: do you all have a marsh in your ride that's it's, just weird
1: it's it does seem weird, but animatronic yeah, seem monsters weird. seem even weirder and it just it almost feels like the boat goes into the marsh every time, no matter what no matter what you try to do. I can't stop it from going there. It's sorta of uh, like hey, this you podcast. The, you, it's it's sorta of like this podcast. You know it's gonna to go in it. there <laughs> and yet you tune in every week. You know we're going into the dang marsh, people. It's, it's it,
0: hey hey, fool me once, Daniel, fool, as we've said several times. On fool this me podcast. once.
1: Fool me 150 times, which some of you out there, you know who you are. You've been here the whole dang time. The uh, whole time. Uh But, hey, hey, we're glad you're here.
0: We're glad you're here. Uh, And we're glad that you're listening to Daniel and I. Uh, We don't take ourselves too seriously on this podcast. We talk conversationally through UGA Sports. So uh, don't expect any predictions other than our predicting robes in which we give you money for locks. But outside Mm -hmm. of that, we're not any sort of pros
1: or insiders, Daniel. We are just two guys. Just Georgia fans talking the way Georgia fans talk. It's a podcast for fans and by fans. Um, And so, look, we'd love for you to join the conversation. We'd love for you to... Uh, hit us up on twitter at dogs podcast you can send us an email uh, lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com if you have questions if you have thoughts if you have things you want us to talk about if you have ideas for the show if you have segments for the show if you have things that you're interested in us saying more or less if you have constructive criticism we would love to hear all of those things if you have positive feedback about the show we'd love for you to leave us a rating or review specifically on itunes and apple Podcasts. that helps us out a tremendous amount when you leave us five stars And maybe write a little review. Thank you to all of you who have done that. Um, uh, mm-hmm. You can download the shows. those ha- That helps us out. You can subscribe to the show so it automatically downloads. That helps us out even more. That's can... the
0: best thing you can do. It's it's lazy. It's really just it's, the best passive
1: way to help everybody out. It's just nonsense. Uh, doesn't cost you anything and helps us mm-hmm. out a tremendous amount. Uh, You can tell a friend about the show. That's a huge thing that you can do. Um, uh, And, yeah, we're here every day. We're talking nonsense. We're talking about all things UGA sports, football. Football and basketball, uh, and occasionally a defunct ride at Six Flags over Georgia. Um, just for just all of you, every once in a while, for all of you that that applies to. Uh, Clint, what in the world are we going to talk about today?
0: Uh, well, I don't know definitively. We're gonna try to stick to script. No, I, but I asked, I asked okay. that
1: because I legitimately don't know, Clint. What are <laughs> we going to talk about? <laughs> let me today? let me hold you by
0: the hand like a small child, Daniel, and lead yes. you through. Now our explain it media to again. me
1: as if I was a four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going,
0: Michael Scott. Uh, hey, we're gonna contact a little bit of information as it pertains to. The University of Kentucky and the basketball game we got coming up with them this week. We're going to preview that in our second segment and uh, near the end of the show. But first, Daniel, we uh, we kind of made a commitment. We're going to talk about football, even though the off season has begun. But mm-hmm. there is no off season, as you and I fully know, no. with football in the SEC. It just it doesn't stop.
1: Y'all. I do not. Okay? No, the 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 floor does not recognize the delegate from off season. We don't. No, we do not no. acknowledge your presence here. You're not welcome.
0: By the way, is has anybody been keeping minutes on the floor <laughs> since
1: <laughs> we? It, Executive producer, intern, uh, legal correspondent, and yes. note taker, minute keeper, secretary. Clerk. Uh, clerk is what you're looking for. Clerk, like. yes. The, um, <laughs> thank you. The delegate, you're welcome. The delegate from South Dakota is, is recognized for coming up with the word clerk. Um, now let me start over. Executive producer, intern, audio engineer, legal correspondent, clerk, Michael, I believe, has been keeping detailed minutes uh, That's all I needed as now. to the proceedings. To we the will read those in, uh, in a future episode of the it's podcast. It's
0: kind of like in Seinfeld, the, the airing of grievances. Yes. Just the airing Festivus. of floor
1: minutes. The Festivus, yes. Uh, yep. This Festivus, we will read the minutes from the previous yes. Uh, episodes. Yes. Uh, so
0: Daniel, here's the question I have as it pertains to SEC football. Okay, uh, there's been some turnover and some interesting things happening in the SEC East. Sure. Uh, and so I want to get, I want to start getting tabs on next year's uh, opponents, Daniel. I want to start kind of rattling through. Oh my. And just take a a state of the SEC East. Where okay. Where do we, we think we are in comparison? Because as we know, the off season is all about running your darn mouth. Yep. And looking foolish, just slapping them gums. Bases do yep. Well, I don't really want to do that, and I encourage you, dog fan. Don't don't do that. Just don't don't engage them. Do you know? On the Twitter do you know machine. who
1: doesn't have to do that? There's only one. There's only one. Do you know who doesn't have to spend the off season running their mouth and flapping their gums? Who's that? The team that won the games. Oh. Yep. You know That's that it. the team. I do. The team that won the SEC East. They ain't hmm. got to. They ain't got to do no talking, in the offseason. season. You know, they just just keep pointing to the trophy case. And just get a
0: Wikipedia link with SEC championship. Three. Mm-hmm. Just just direct them that way. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, we last episode we covered people coming back, uh, new recruits. Uh, but today I want to talk about the rest of the SEC East, Daniel. Uh, and I just kind of want to run through and get your feeling as the offseason has played out. Uh, let's let's start, do it. Let's do it. Let's start with the team that apparently Brian Greasy thinks is going to be the next national championship. Who let because Brian if,
1: Greasy into this meeting is what I can't oh help but with. Did he, did he come in with Tim Brando? Did he hide yeah. under Tim Brando's, like, gut? and sneak yes. in somehow yes
0: they did that thing that kids you like little rascals style where they one got up on top of the shoulders and they'd get a
1: trench coat who was you know? the who was the who back was the end bottom. of the horse <laughs> who was the back end of the horse in the costume that they wore when they came in here tim brando <laughs> I, or brian I greasy can't, <laughs> i can't i can't oh my gosh uh
0: but Florida apparently has lots of good things going. Dan Mullen is oh, he's the coach an of the year. offensive genius. He's the coach of the year. They have so many good recruits. Their offense is steamrolling people. This defense is best in the nation. Just good golly. Couldn't help themselves.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, Daniel, what's the state of Florida right now?
1: What's, um, uh, well, where, where there's, there's a whole situation in Florida with apparently someone – is maybe going to offer? You might want to sit down for this. Todd okay. Grantham, a job? Oh, oh my goodness! Is that real? Not just a job, like, like I, I don't know how. Someone's T- going to give Todd Todd their program has
0: blackmail on somebody.
1: He has to, has to. He has to. Is he good at his current job? No. No. Normally, you need to be good at your current job in order to get a better job. I'm no expert on jobs, but I do feel like a promotion requires some positive history, some positive work history. Todd Grantham has just been showing up and giving up third and 22s for his entire coaching career. Uh, so that that Christian situation that, that situation is going on which we pray Todd Grantham stays in Florida forever. No, no. Stay with Dan, Dan and Todd need to stay forever. I need a Absolutely. t-shirt with them. Like that's a buddy cop that's a buddy cop movie just waiting to happen. Dan oh and Todd. Gosh. Uh, just out the there raising hell. shots between those <laughs> just, two is insurmountable. Um uh, Florida's um uh, obviously had the cornerback um leaving to go to the NFL um obviously had um some attrition on the D line that transfer kid G-R, uh, yeah. Lee Greenwood I believe was his yeah. name uh, yeah. he uh he is leaving and and ran out of eligibility I'm not sure about the NFL for him but he's run out of eligibility yeah. and uh so the defense is in flux and then you got you know, they're losing Felipe Franks Clinton, which I don't know if you know about, this was the starting quarterback coming this into was, the season. This
0: was the man that that Dan said is going to carry us to a natty, all of a sudden transferring out and everybody's okay with it.
1: Let just, me just ask you this question straight up, give me a one-word answer. Who's going to start at quarterback for Florida next year? Trask or Jones? It's it's going to be Trask. Correct. So that's your state of Florida. I just gave that's it to you. Of that's the state of the program right there. So that's all you need to know. That's it. That's it. Uh,
0: yeah, it's it's always a dumpster fire. They're losing talent. They're not getting an influx of talent.
1: The coach the same. Wait, is still I thought the, the gap was closing. I yeah. I thought the gap was. Yeah, the, it was. Check out. Somebody, mm-hmm. somebody hit the recruiting rankings up real quick. Is the gap closing? No. No. That's no, no. no it's not. again rudimentary explanation of how gaps work, but that's not how they work. They
0: when it, when there's more distance in between than was once before. That's not a closing of the gap. No, that's it's a so widening. Open. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Daniel, we got some more SEC teams to get through um, after this. All right, how about Mizzou? What's the state of Mizzou right now? Because let me start off with what was the aforementioned Missouri's best press conference to date was when the new head ball coach gets your team name wrong on the conference that they
1: play in. Yes, doesn't know the name of the conference, is competing for a Sun Belt title, I believe. Which, by Um, the way,
0: hey, you win that Sun Belt, that's prestigious. You don't, I
1: mean, nobody can take that from you once you win it. That, no one can take it from you because it's it's impossible for you to win because you don't currently play in that uh, <laughs> league. Um, also, Clint, when you have it, it's like that garage sale item
0: you can't sell. You're trying to get rid of it years after you got it and correct. nobody
1: wants it. I can't imagine Missouri's going to be relevant at least for a year or two. Uh, yeah. I just don't. I don't. They could surprise me. I know nothing about this team. I know nothing about what's coming back. I know Kelly Bryant was a disaster as a transfer uh, quarterback. I don't know who they have coming back to replace him. I don't know anything about the offensive, about the staff. I don't know anything about, um, I know their recruiting has not been any good. Um, And so, yeah, I can't imagine that they're just, Missouri's a team that doesn't have the horses right now. They're going no. to need to get this guy's system in place and hope that it's enough to steal some wins for them. So no, that's that's Missouri.
0: Yeah, that, that is Missouri. Uh, let's, uh, let's go
1: to let's talk about let's talk about Tennessee next because oh I don't my, know if you know this, Clint. Please, this decade we're in the 2020s now. <laughs> okay.
0: Who's, no, I need you. I if don't know. Like,
1: I don't know why you're laughing because this is serious. What I'm saying right now. This is twenty twenties. Okay. No, this is not the 2010s anymore. Okay. No. This is a serious conversation we're having. The okay. 2020s. It happens to be a well-known fact. Is the decade of the Tennessee Volunteers correct? Correct. It is the yes. decade when they rise to prominence once again, and they take their rightful place as the leader of the animal kingdom on top of Pride Rock. <laughs>
0: With, yeah. um, who's
1: I Mufasa? In all who's, of this by the way, it's Jeremy Just, Pruitt. It's, Muf, it's Mufasa with the dumbest Southern accent that you've ever heard in your entire <laughs> life. Just acting like he's talking with a with a mouthful of marbles. Uh, oh, listen, gosh. what's the state of the Tennessee? I thought he was Rafiki. What, <laughs> what? What can we get? for Jeremy Pruitt to walk out on the sp- in the spring game and hold Maurer over his head. Hold the quarterback <laughs> yes. up yes. over his head.
0: I need this to happen so badly.
1: <laughs> what, internet, make that happen. Some, something, Somebody on the internet make that happen. Uh, what's the state of the Tennessee program as it stands right now? Uh, uh, here it is, and, and this is partly I, I just have to
0: give a little credit where credit is due. Um, Tennessee's pulled some recruits this oh, they
1: cycle. And, okay. and the previous so, cycle.
0: And the pre- so don't sleep on them. Like, I know we just, we like making fun of Jeremy Pruitt because he's a try hard. Him and Dan are in the same camp of people and personality and character, all that good stuff. But don't, don't sleep on them like they're not nothing. Okay. They, they got something going on. They have pulled out some cycles, some key position. Mauer, I'm telling you what, that kid, that kid can play. He's a baller. Okay. I, I don't know it's yeah. what level he really is, but he can sling it. And, and, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't fear anything. Uh, you remember so think, that, actually
1: do you remember that time that Eric Stokes ended his life?
0: I do. <laughs> I do remember that. Good. God. We did not get to see a lot of Maurer. We got to no, see a lot of Garantomo no. because Eric Stokes Eric just Stokes said, put him in the ground.
1: Here. Please leave. You are cordially uninvited to We this will game. take the ball and you will go down here. Listen to listen uh all all joke, all joking aside, Tennessee um, Tennessee's gonna finish second in the SEC East next year. Uh, period. Yep. You take it to the bank. Um and I couldn't disagree with you more. Dan Mullen and Jeremy Pruitt to me could not be any more different. Uh, they are both tryhards, that is absolutely true. But uh Jeremy Pruitt uh had he can back it up. Like Jeremy yeah, well, Pruitt can walk okay. can walk a little talk. Um That's true. Dan Mullen is a fine offensive coach. I'm not disputing that he has a coaching pedigree, but Jeremy Pruitt can get players in there. He can actually lead a team uh, to somewhere other than into the arms of his wife. I had had to. I had to do it. I had to do it. It was right there, and I just had. I had to do it. Uh, Talk about yeah. Tennessee's. I I can't talk about Tennessee's on the way up. uh, And and. They are, yeah. yeah, they're a team to watch out for.
0: Arrow is pointing up big time. What about uh, what about those Gamecocks? USC Junior Daniel, do you, I, I? don't know what's happening in this program right now. It feels like they are just soaking in mediocrity. They're fine with a headball coach that can't do crap. That's uh, with a team that has no identity.
1: That, that's the Gamecocks, right? Forever and always. And, okay, good. and Darius sorry. Rucker said, "Amen." And and yeah. on we move. That's who they will okay. always be. Uh,
0: does Kentucky have a quarterback that doesn't play the position of wide receiver? On Why would the, you on the want a quarterback that doesn't play
1: wide receiver, Clint? Why would know. you? I, you? I mean, I'm sorry. You don't like versatility? Like you? <laughs> you? What do you want? People that you want people to be just narrow-minded, single-focused? Like it's not like
0: having? It's like having no starting pitchers on your team.
1: Just having all, you know, left-handed utility infielders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, are we saying that? Kentucky might start Charlie Culberson at quarterback next year. <laughs> Brooks is, <laughs> Brooks Conrad coming out there. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, if, no, hey, I, Kentucky's
0: listen. arrow is way down. Down, 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 Mar- down. Listen, good. S-
1: Stoops is – Where would you rank Stoops among SEC East coaches? We're looking at seven teams right here. Vandy, Kentucky, South Carolina, Tennessee, Missouri, Florida, and Georgia. Where would you rank Stoops? In the coaching pedigree of the SEC East, I don't know, third or fourth. I have him second. Whoa, I have Whoa. him second. I have Kirby and then I have Stoops and then I probably have Jeremy oh. Pruitt and then I probably have Dan yeah. Mullen.
0: That yeah, I was I was gonna put Pruitt as
1: second and then probably Stoops as third. I think fourth, Stoops yeah. a better coach than Pruitt. I think Whoa. the the way he recruits at Kentucky, if you put if you put Mark Stoops at a power program, he would kill it. Mm. I mean, mm, he really he actually had players and a and a facility to go with it. I really believe he would. But yeah, yeah. the arrow for Kentucky is, is, is point down. But stoops will keep them afloat. They yeah, they will they'll They will always be good wins. They'll always be yeah. pesky. For sure. Yeah.
0: Uh and then Vandy is just just the old sixty five year old who's trying to pick fights the, at the oh, stadium. That's yeah.
1: what Vandy is. Sorry about your life, man. Sorry about yeah. the next the next couple of seasons. Sorry about all the other fans that are gonna come into your stadium and and just take whatever just they want from you. don't have a season
0: ticket. That's it's just the, the easiest thing. Just
1: don't do it. Uh, all uh, right. All right get, so fair
0: to say that the, the state of the SEC is ours for the taking, is what I'm gathering
1: for this. I think we can pretty much not even – we don't even need to play the games in 2020. Good I think we've already pretty fan. much got that mapped out. Well, let's wrap that up. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on, last segment of the day. Let's get into the Kentucky game. It's happening tonight, Tuesday night. Hopefully you're listening to this on Tuesday. Uh, let's get into it right now. Kentucky, big, big spot for us. If Memphis wasn't big.
0: I, I mean, this is a big spot. This
1: is the powerhouse of the SEC. This is our first conference game. This is the tone setter. This is Anthony Edwards' first ever SEC game. This is Kentucky. This is the perennial powerhouse. Clint, it's a home game. There's gonna mm-hmm. be a lot of Kentucky fans in the building tonight. Dog Lots. fans. I know you can I know you fill that place up. Don't sell your tickets, so it was nasty, don't disgusting. Do that. Wildcats, but well, there's going to be a,
0: possibly an FBI undercover agent buying your ticket
1: from you for the game, So there is going to be a lot of Kentucky fans in the building tonight, but still a home game. Um, I'm going to ask you if we're going to pull this off against Kentucky. I'm calling it an upset. I'm going to go ahead and call it. It's a home game. We just had a big win against Memphis. We have the I'm same. I'm sorry, you're calling the win right now. You're you're, you're no, calling no, no. us to win. No, no, this no, I'm game. sorry. I'm going to call it oh. an upset if we do win. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm going to oh, say shoot. yeah. I'm gonna say, even though we just beat a top ten team, we have an identical record and we're at home. This is still Georgia against Kentucky. This is an upset if we win. If we're gonna pull okay. the upset, Clint, tell me the most important player on this team. Uh, taking out Ant Man. Yeah, let's. Well, I mean, yeah, let's take out Ant Man. Even though it's not a sure thing that he's gonna have no a big game, obviously. No, but get let, a yeah, game just like last. Yeah. Let's, I don't even. Th- I think you can include Ant-Man, but I would okay. argue Ant-Man could have a big game and we still lose by 28, so he, he may not be the yeah. most important player. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, I got you. Uh, it's going to be Kamara for me. I need to see the evolution of the three-point shot
0: continue. I need to see that threat out there with the athleticism. I need that wing position to continue going up. For me, it's Kamara to spot up, to have that threat, to, to have people honor it. It opens so much more of a floor up when you have that position out there. Uh, and if he could be deadly from there, shoot a respectable percentage, uh, but also put the ball on the floor and, and move around uh, and still, still bang around with some people on, on boards and that sort of stuff, uh, I need Kamara to do well. And for me, I'm looking for his ascent to continue to develop into
1: one of our best players. See, I think the answer is obvious. I think the most important player on this team – uh, all season, and in this game in particular, is Rayshon Hammonds. Uh, Sean Hammonds is our second best player. Um, he is our second leading scorer. He is our leading rebounder. Mm-hmm. But way more important than any of that is the fact that this team really started to come together and started to gel, and you could tell Tom Crean found the lineups that he really likes mm. when Rayshon Hammonds... Is playing the only role, the only post role, on the floor. Rayshon Hammers is playing the five spot on this team. Like he is playing the center position on this team. Um, uh, he's not a center, but no, he is no, the no. big. He can't be confused as one. He is the big on this team in our best lineups. Rodney Howard's minutes have gone by the wayside, and I am a huge yeah. fan of that. Uh, Mike Peek is getting more minutes, and again, I'm a fan of that. I think we mentioned on the podcast. Again, Tom, appreciate you listening. Thanks for Thanks. taking our advice. Um, but the best lineups that Georgia has are when Rayshon Hammonds is the only big guy on the floor and Kamara is playing the four. Uh, If Rayshon Hammonds is holding his own against bigger players, like he was against Achua or whatever the guy's name was from Memphis, if Rayshon Hammonds is able to hold his own, is able to win the rebounding battles, is able to play tough and play defense in the post without getting in foul trouble, Mm -hmm. then that allows this team to play small. And when this team plays small, this team is much, much, much better. So Anthony Edwards... I'm sorry, Rayshawn Hammond is not getting in foul trouble and being able to defend his position uh, against who will inevitably be bigger players. Uh, Nick Richards, 6'11", 244, absolutely uh, physically dominant in, in size-wise uh, uh, over Sean Hammonds. But at the start of the game, I fully expect Rashawn Hammonds to be matched up against him And if he can hold his own down there, it will allow the other players on the floor uh, to do their thing. And by the way, Nick Richards cannot guard Rayshon Hammonds on the offensive end. And so if you're able to play small on the defensive end and get rebounds, then you're You're able to create mismatches on the offensive end. Um, And so that's the beauty of kind of the chess match that Tom Green is playing in terms of the lineup. So he is the most important player to me. And I think if we're going to get the job done, he's the one that's going to have to do it.
0: Uh, I don't know what the line for this game is yet, Daniel. I haven't looked at that yet. Um, what would what would you
1: handicap it at? Um, uh, I would say um, that this game, you want my prediction or you want my handicap? You want what I think the line would be?
0: Well, I want, I want to know what you think the line was going to be. And then I want to know what you would what your prediction for the game is after that.
1: Yeah, I so I think the line is going to be Kentucky minus 5 or so. Okay. Okay. And I think this game is going to be Inside of six points, inside of ten minutes to go in the second half. I think this game will be close midway through the second half, into the fourth quarter of the game. I think this will be a close game. I I do not know if we will be able to pull it out. Uh, And a lot of Georgia versus Kentucky basketball games in Athens are close right up until the eight, nine minute mark of the second half. Mm. And then we kind of let it slip away and they sort of pull away. And then that's all she wrote. I, I'm not exactly predicting that this game is going to go that way, but I think that's probably the most likely outcome to be honest. I think if you, if you were just look at all the scenarios, I think we fight hard, we keep it close. We probably have a first half lead at some point. Um, and then it's close, maybe tied at halftime. And then it's, you know, we're down four with mm-hmm. eight, mm-hmm. nine minutes to go. And then we lose by nine or ten.
0: Yeah, that that sounds exactly like last year's game a couple of times. I think I, think I got my heart broken thinking, oh, no, this is going to be competitive. Let's stick around for this and then only to see it go to the wayside very, very quickly. Get out of hand in a hurry.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you, you, that's what you—that's what you fear, at least in this game. Uh, but but hey, you, we got a shot. We do. Like you, like we said on on yesterday's show, uh, the best player in this game plays for who? Clint. Uh, that's
0: UGA. Yeah, you, you could say that. Every single time the you be- go to play a game,
1: that's right. The best player in this game plays for us. Now, listen, Kentucky's lineup is loaded. They have some great freshmen. This kid Tyrese Maxey um, is is special. Um, mm-hmm. But Ashton Hagen's obviously Georgia fans know well. Sophomore Nick Richards already mentioned quickly another sophomore. Um, these they Kentucky doesn't play as many freshmen as they have in the past. They have some very talented players. They got four guys averaging over 12 points a game, well, almost 13 points a game basically. They got four guys right up there around 13 points a game. Um they're a they're a physical team, they're a great rebounding team. We are not a physical team. We're not a great rebounding no, team and so no, no. um there are several areas where we don't necessarily match up super great, but if we shoot the ball, well if we shoot the ball, well we can beat anybody in the country. And so if we don't turn the ball over and we shoot it well, we can beat anybody in the country. So uh, I'm excited to watch it. Georgia fans, you should watch this game. It's a big-time, prime-time, Tuesday night game, and you should be all over it because you have a basketball team that's playing for something right now. I mean, I know it's early. It's January. It's early January. But I'm telling you, this team is fighting for a spot in the NCAA tournament. And, oh, yes, we are. And if this team gets in the NCAA tournament, that you do not want to be matched up against them. I'm going to tell you no. that. No, no. Because if they get hot, they will beat you. Just ask ask Michigan State about that. Mm-hmm. Michigan State, who took Michigan to the woodshed on Sunday, uh, had all they can handle against Georgia in Maui. Uh this this is a Georgia team that you do not want to be playing late in the year and they're playing for that. Uh so, I'm excited about it. Uh what's your prediction for the game, Clint? Uh I think we're going to keep it close. I think we lose by a bucket. That's that's just what I like to hear. So, speaking of buckets, you're saying I should invest in some <laughs> in well, just bring back out of the shed. Go back to Home Depot that yep. you returned them to. Saying, no, I didn't return hey. them. They were stained. They had it That's, the the man said, Sir them. Sir, do not do not do not do not bring that in here, sir. We know Look,
0: we are on a first name basis with you, the return department
1: at Home Depot. They know us well. Okay. You've been you've been flagged, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> that that book has been in the bathroom. That's been in the bathroom. That's been, that bucket
0: has you no, we're not,
1: sir. We're not taking. Out. We're not taking that back. Uh, all right, we will be back tomorrow uh, to talk about the Kentucky game, to talk about some more football stuff, some more basketball stuff. Hopefully, we're talking about a win. Um, come on, but at least we'll be talking about the game one way or the other. Uh, come back and join us. Leave us a rating or review. Reach out to us on Twitter, email, um, and we will talk to you guys later. See you.